you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Weezy out. Uh... <laughs> it's the Friday Fun Show. <laughs> Working title from the Wilton Arms in Knightsbridge section of Lon- London. There it is. Voice crack number one. Dan Hans is here with Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, Grave Digger on the ones and twos. Uh, Yoko Jessica <laughs> taking photos, looking wonderful. John Gonzalez sitting in. From Sports Illustrated fame and Colleen fame. <laughs> and uh, here we are, boys. What's I up? like that uh, you started the actual show with what Mark and I are treated to uh, before, you know, most shows. Consistently. Uh, if you really wanted to get the experience <laughs> going, you would also give them a little, like, uh, the winning. <laughs> <laughs> the throat Maybe clearing. Next week's show will be, uh, I'll give you some tiger blood, Charlie. <laughs> Uh, Yes, here we are at the Wilton Arms, um, our pub of choice so far this week, and it's been um, quite a day, and you'll hear it in our voices and and the way we speak in general. A little bit loopy after our Thursday night live show at the O2 Forum in Kentish Town. Huge hit, boys, Um, and thank you to everybody who came out and um, turned it into a special night, and of course, Rachel Bonetta and Neil Reynolds, our very special guests. Um, even Jessica herself made an appearance at the end of the show. So <laughs> this was it was quite it was quite a night. We even saw Justin Graver dance to the bongo song. And that was something that I will never forget because you could see the way Justin danced. That inner theater kid came out. Ooh, the kid who oh went yeah. to like theater camp in summer in high school. Did you? He was on stage loving it. Wow. Um, no, I, I took theater in eighth grade for a semester, but I, I was a theater child, like as a six-year-old. I was in like the Plano Children's Theater 
production. In Texas. Well, you, and you, I said, but I saw that boy in you <laughs> dancing with a big smile on your face, and it was very nice. It, was, it was my favorite. It was one of my favorite moments because it, it had come right after we did our tribute for Wes, which is emotional and it was great. And then to cap that with some bongos and then Graver dancing, I feel like encapsulated uh, our podcast perfectly. But the fact that... But then the, me walking off the stage with his girl. Right. Well, the, the fact... Yeah. And I want to get to Topical. that. Topical. <laughs> and there, there are some pictures out there of that. I think maybe Graver will post them because we had a photographer there. The fact that the final shots of the night are like the crowds, you know, clapping and... And, it, and it's Dan and Jessica just waving goodbye to the crowd. <laughs> like it's like like the president and the first lady uh, was a bizarre way to. I do have a question for you, uh, Justin. Yes, you were a child thespian, a child actor. Or were you uh, were you in um, in this theater company? Were you a child playing a child, or were you like in a child no. like you would be doing Serpico as a child kind of scenario? More like I played Hercules in Hercules. Serpico? I played Harry Potter in Harry Potter. I was the, the lead, lead. The lead quite often. That's yeah. a lot. A lot. So the only play I wasn't the lead in was that you Beauty and the Beast. Jessica, were you aware of this? The lead. Yeah, he played Harry Potter. Didn't she, even oh, know. she can tell. He wasn't she in can Harry tell Potter. He's got that. And That's thank skill. you to Jessica. Sincerely, she was a great help to us and all the people at the O2 Forum. Very cool vibe. We had, like, close to 1,000 people at the show. It was, it was pretty special. So the, we are kind of in the afterglow of that. Might have hit it a little bit hard after the show, a little bit of a celebration. Hung out with the Good Morning Football crew. I thought that was a rewarding experience. Me and Jason McCourty uh, realized that we're both from the same area of um, New York, and we had some good conversations about Rockland County. And uh, some Cold Town talk, and we're going to have him on the show in the offseason to break break that down. He did sort of slightly dispel the concept of the Cold Town, which I don't think that you were aiming no, for that. No, you were very drunk. Well, I've you, done you, that many no, times. I, I actually Ta- had a, 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 vi- like a third vivid memory best, of that Third best uh, no. city to raise, like, you know, polo players. No. Uh, I was I slightly confused well. by your memory of the no. town in general. You think you guys are stupid. Uh, um, yeah, well. I think that's what the problem is here. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was great. Uh, and today's show, we will uh, short and sweet uh, because we really do need to uh, enjoy ourselves in London because it's fast approaching an end. It's already now maybe Friday. Today's Friday? It is. And, and if you do hear this early and you're in town, we'll be uh, on stage near the London Eye at the NFL event around 1230 on Saturday. Yep. With Neil Reynolds on stage with us. We'll do probably 20 minutes or so with Neil. 15. If you want to come through, we'll do 20. Mark will do 15. Speaking of which, Mark, uh, some weird vibes from you as usual but it's ramping up as the week is going along out here um what now you texted us about 90 minutes ago when we were all still at the hotel will we be cleared by 5 30 you think have some crazy stuff tonight and then there was a follow-up text hey can you take my backpack with whatever is in it back to the hotel for me <laughs> all right and then when we got to the bar and we're like all right mark stop with the bs like what are you doing after the show you're like nothing I am doing nothing as of this moment. I have um, friends, business partners, associates business scattered, partners. scattered throughout. Are these? Scattered throughout many many states and countries. You lie. Tell us the truth right now. You can tell the First truth. First of all, you two. I, I already the backpack is in my room. I handled that. That was more my concern because I left my backpack, my passport, all my possessions in the UK office and had to go well, on we, a side we mission. We just were delighted. I think you used different <laughs> words last night, but you did right. give Dan at one point uh, the line that you had a hard out, and Dan was like, we got a hard out in London? <laughs> Where are you going? 
we, we can't do it. I also got a call from Mark after the taping yesterday, after Mark overslept, and then we all got together at the hotel or at the uh, NFL office. Hey, can you go back to the office for me and get my plug? Well, no, you said you were hanging around that area to get a haircut. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on with this guy? I can't go back there. I acknowledge, like 20 that, I acknowledge that yesterday, the morning portion of yesterday was a disheveled <laughs> scenario, but I think I recovered well. We did the live show. You were excellent at as Maxim well. And, you know, and uh, it was very nice, Mark, I must say. There will be no more roughing of the Cecil here. It was very nice to do the show yesterday with you. We weren't able to do it last year yep. because of some unfortunate things that were going on uh, with you physically, but you were able to come here, survive the flight over, do the show with us, and it's great to have us all together and share that moment with Justin. I had a great time, and it reminded me that uh, one's life on stage is too brief. There should be more opportunities where you're just, you're just up on stage exuding. <laughs> and I want to be... I want to be, I, I, I be in a play. I want to do what Justin did when he was six. I don't know why you bailed on that career. I'm not sure why you did. Here's what happened. When I was about 10, there was an audition for Barney, uh, the show Barney. Yeah. And <laughs> my mom told me about it afterwards. And I was like, why didn't you take me to that audition? I would have crushed it. And then I was so just sad by that, by missing that, that I, I gave it wow. yeah. well, hmm. Way to go, Mom. Well, I would be worried. <laughs> I agree with you. It you've be, not spoken to your mom since. It would be <laughs> fun to do that more and more often. And some people, you know, are on stage a lot. They're musicians. They're, they're stand-up comics. Or they, they do more live shows. Maybe we can. But I would be a little worried about Mark. Because it is one of my favorite nights of the year, too, when we come and do this. It's just like a guaranteed good time. But I'd be worried. Because at one point, Mark started just gesturing towards the crowd to make them all cha chant, what's more likely? Right. But he just was doing it even when it wasn't time to do it. And he's like, I just like the power of it. I, I like love to, to control feel them. that power. I like to control them. That was nice. I feel power. It was a great, great <laughs> night. Coming up uh, today, we'll have uh, Mark. This is your chance to have even more power because the floor is yours segment of the Friday Fun Show. It is your turn, sir. So that's coming up. I have a point, too. I, I know that, and that's what we're hoping for. We hope that you plan for it, and we're going to listen into it. We have our week four hero predictions. And by the way, we hit on a couple in week three, so we're getting hot. Well, some of us did. Greg. Um, also, I mean, you position your Matt Rule thing as it doesn't matter if he wins or loses. So <laughs> I don't know if I totally accept that. Okay, well, that doesn't matter because Justin did, and he is the arbiter on this one. Uh, we will do our injury minute, uh, the Greg Rosenthal injury minute. He's all over that shit. And uh, But before that, let us hit. And I watch this kind of in a boozy haze. Um, Second that. So I have... I have my takes might be a little maybe amazing <laughs> or horrible, but I did watch the game last night at like four in the morning, Thursday night football. Burrow is eight of fifteen, barely over fifty percent. Goes deep down the left sideline, and that's caught. That's T. Higgins to the end zone. So the crowd was growing impatient. The next thing you know, you got a fifty-nine yard touchdown over Xavier Howard's head. Al Michaels with the call. Amazon Prime. Cincinnati is back on track. Two more touchdown passes for Joe Burrow, who threw for 287. Averaged over nine yards at attempt. No interceptions, pass rating 116. Bang, that's Joe Burrow right there. Running game still stuck in mud, but T. Higgins is the other star wide receiver of the Bengals, and he goes off seven for 124 and a touch. And a 27-15 win over the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins fall for the first time. They are three and one. 
get to the Bengals side of this, but Greg, let's start with what was the biggest news out of this game, and, and really it was tough to watch. It was scary uh, to Atungo Bailoa, who suffered a quote-unquote back injury in week three, gets thrown down to the turf around midfield in this game and suffers a very scary head and neck injury, taken to the hospital, fortunately released, traveled back home with the team and seems to be in a good place. But at the same time, when he goes down and he's in the fencing posture and it, it brings up a whole bunch of questions about how this was handled. Yeah. I think we just have to clarify what the, what the time of all this was. When he had that injury last week, which, you know, to most people, including people. Actually, this week. Right. That's true. It was, it was just Sunday. It was just four days before this game. When he suffered that injury, which to people who know a lot more about concussions, doctors and, and stuff, certainly looked like a concussion. Uh, just to the naked eye, four days ago, he was tested for a concussion during last week's game. Uh, the doctors there cleared him to return to the field in that game, which which to me was, was where this all started. It wasn't that he started last night. It was that they let him return to the game uh, last week. Uh, he was not in the concussion protocol during the week where, where they took uh, additional tests. And I think that's where uh, the Dolphins will come under some criticism. Before this game even happened, the NFLPA had started an investigation into whether they followed the protocol correctly a week ago. But that investigation takes a week or two, and then he played this game on Thursday night. So that's all to say going into the game, there was a lot to be concerned about with Tua. And then when he suffered that, it was just one of those moments that you feel like, We've covered the NFL a long time, and, and the way they've handled concussions is going to be an inflection point because uh, there's a lot of people understandably upset. It was upsetting to watch it. And uh, I thought Andrew Whitworth on the post-game show on Amazon gave some good context of how he's passed those concussion tests as a player, that, it's, that he can do it, that they can figure out a way to answer those questions. And he mentioned a time that it took... By that you mean he passes the test but still has a head injury. Right. He, he, was, he was totally, um, he said, woozy and, and not feeling right at all, but he was able to get past the independent neurologist and get back on the field, and that it took a teammate of his... Uh, to take him off the field and says that's what it is. That's what happens a lot, uh, that it takes a player or someone else to pull you aside because you're going to just lie and try to be a warrior to get back out on the field. You hope that's not what happened with Tua a week ago, uh, but there's obvious questions whether that was what happened. There's so much going on over the past five or six days with this, and a lot of blame has sort of, or I, I guess suspicion has been thrown at Mike McDaniel, at the Dolphins, at Tua himself. I mean, Tua, who said it was a back injury verbally, after Sunday's game, um, was that something that he was using verbally to curve around what was really going on? I don't know. But the thing is, to me, what's the broke down part of the process is the concussion protocol to begin with. I, I don't really know if I'm willing to blame the Dolphins or suspect that some larger, some sort of conspiracy is going on here. But the other part of it is find me a player who thinks that Thursday night games make any sense. I, I know it's good for the fans. It's good for the league to have Thursday night football. I mean, I know there's college football, but if it were Saturday night football, you're talking about two extra days for players to recover. Why was Tua out on the field to begin with if there was a head injury? If the Dolphins but, knew that at all, they're very like, culpable. Right, but. and he, I don't think – it's almost like you don't want to know it. I mean, he played in that in the same game. It's not that even four days later he played that day. And I think there, right. I think there's questions of why doesn't the protocol include further testing af, like, well, that's after the story Sunday. Here. Right. Right. Everyone you could, did not pass the smell test from the start what happened – 
uh, on Sunday in the win over Buffalo, the way he reacted. And then for it then to be turned into – it was a back injury. And then for now not to be more testing – and, of course, the Dolphins could come back and say, well, yeah, that wasn't a concussion, and this was a separate injury he suffered, and it just looks bad. And this was but a concussion a they smoke. announced. Yeah, yeah okay. they say it's, a lot, it's not a neck. There's just a lot of smoke around this, and I think it's so important, especially for players on the short week, because Thursday night football, Mark, is not going anywhere. No, I know that. I, and but it's on Thursday because that's the biggest rated TV night that on television, uh, much more than Saturday, which is the college football domain. So there's business interest involved, and that's just the way it is with the or, with this or, uh, corporation and the NFL. But it's just tough. That was a tough. That was a tough sight. It was a tough sight, and I'm, I'm sure it's not the last we hear the story. On the other side of this, with the Bengals, yeah, I think I feel like they've really um, gotten a little bit of their swagger back here. That this is a nice win. I I think Mark the Dolph, the Dolphins. You could say whether or not you buy into the Dolph, Dolphins, and if Teddy Bridgewater has to play multiple games. Or even a game. We'll see how they do. They got the. Um, they have. I have to check their schedule. But you have now the Cincinnati. They've got the Jets, Vikings, and Steelers up next. Okay, that's not too bad. Um, as far as Cincinnati, they now have a big matchup against Baltimore in Baltimore, and to be able to get back to 500, they've steadied the ship here. Uh, the last two weeks, if you're a Bengals fan, you're back in a good place. I, it was just so critical. And in, do I think that they, there was an advantage to the fact that Teddy, who's worked really well in this offense, went out and was – or Teddy came in for, for Tua? Um, I do. I think that it's not a huge drop-off for the Dolphins, but for the Bengals' side of it, um, I don't come out of watching what I watched – and it was mostly the 40-minute condensed version today because I was with you, Dan, last night on a bit of a cloud during the actual <laughs> airtime. Uh, I don't come out convinced that they've fixed their issues because I still see like a really mysteriously defunct ground game. Uh, they're struggling to get their big plays. They, get a, they got enough of them last night with T. Higgins like, for it to work. Um, I, I, just, I think that there, there's issues here, and what systemically is the problem with the Bengals and their line and their running game and everything, it's not last year's offense. And they, the way that they dominated the Ravens in two matchups a year ago, I don't see that offense right yeah, but now. But they're, they're getting better. We, we, we do know that the, it's, This is also the time of year to work out of right, that funk, we know so that's that cool. A season is like an, an evolution, and, and I thought their offense probably looked the best it looked. Burrow said that he believed that was the best pass protection he has ever received as a pro. And I, and I would agree. Their run blocking is terrible. You you mentioned the key points leading into the game, Dan, but like they gave up on running. They tried a third and one. They tried yeah. a fourth and one. They tried two short yardage on the goal lines. And then Zach Taylor just waved the white flag, and everyone was killing him on Twitter. Like, oh, I can't believe you kicked the field goal. And that, I was like, I don't know, man. They are admitting that they can't get a yard, but I'm kind of with them. They just went like 0 for 5 trying to get one yard. I, it's not that crazy to take the three points in that scenario, but they protected him really well. It should be pointing out that the Cowboy, the uh, Dolphins defense played 92 snaps on Sunday in a crazy weather game, and their defense maybe didn't have as much juice. Uh, but to your point, Mark, of like, you're not sure that they, they, they have issues. That's a good point, I think. Yeah, I, think you, I think you're right. Point, Offensively, well, absolutely, they're not there. Point, Mark. Defensively, I think this is the, one of the most consistent, sound defenses in the NFL, and they're very hard to, like, score big points off of. I think it's a really good defense. And we're not like a, worried about them the way we were a fortnight ago. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the Dolphins By the way, there was, no, there was no... Uh, Teddy played pretty well. I think that last interception was probably on Mike Gesicki, uh not reading the coverage. And I think he, he did play quite well. He had a crazy deep throw. I think they can survive with him as my point. By the way, look at this guy. What? what yeah. 
This guy's. We're in a league right now where Greg every week is getting a, a big helping of Gino, yeah. a no, big helping of Teddy Bridgewater, it. and now he's getting Andy Dalton uh, for the Saints likely on well, Sunday. I, mean, I don't know why Andy Dalton is becoming my guy. I've just well, you've been, been saying talking about this year. For like, I want the Daltonessance with the Saints. Although the way the Saints have looked, I'm a little worried. Like, this that, this that endless striving for quarterback mediocrity is a bizarre uh, quest, but Greg is winning it at the moment. I know the Tua thing is a little bit cloudy, um, clouds the situation a little bit, but. Just it's on my radar a little bit that the Dolphins have scored on offense 13 points, 19 points, 15 points, and then that random insane fourth quarter against the Ravens. Right, and they were struggling. Keep an eye on there. They were struggling before Tua left that game, and what Teddy did was similar, which was like they moved the ball, but they weren't finishing drives. All right. Hit it, Graver. See, Graver was out late, too. So does, is he yeah, ready for this drop? <laughs> it's a little hit. test. Hit what exactly? See, he didn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know that there is a drop for the floor is yours. It's a horn. It's a it's a oh, celebratory. I know it. I know yes, it. Yes, yes. No, no, I know it. No, you got it. You're you're with us. Give me just a second though, because I wasn't ready to play. Behind the curtain. <laughs> he was feeling you're no pain. You're just giving yourself Drake, more Drake work. Drake was with us. Our I, you know what, Drake is uh, until now. So fun to talk to. We were maybe edit free, and now you're probably editing. Oh, you well, keep this Dan said shit, uh, yeah, and he okay. coughed. You keep this in here. Well, cough. That's not my fault. <laughs> All right, here ready? it is. It's time for Mark. The floor is yours. <laughs> ah, you know the sound. Last week he pushed it off to <laughs> Greg Rosenthal not. because he wanted to watch the Browns at a bar. But now that you can no longer, you can no longer fight off your responsibility, Mark, because the floor is yours. You know, I, I'm glad I did that last week because that has a lot to do with what I'm about to mention to uh, the two of you, Kay. to Justin, to uh, Gonzo, to Jessica, uh, to a bar full of patrons who can't hear me because they're in a separate room, to the listener. I mean, Gonzo and Jessica are both like face first into their phones right they now. I don't, I don't think they can hear you. <laughs> I hope to defense. raise their interest, but uh, I'm, I have no hopes. Uh, last night at our live show, I thought one of the most um, – you know, I missed it last year, and there was a lot of uh, honor and tribute given to Wes in that show. But last night we closed our show with a tribute to Wes that brought the house down. It created a standing ovation as it should. And I think it really, to me, uh, was a reemphasis of the glue of what our show was. And Greg has tattooed on his body, Heed the Call. We end every show with Heed the Call. And I want to talk about a little bit what I think that means um, to me. Because Wes, with Wes's Heed the Call, I think about the fact that all four of us, when I think how we got to the fact that we were doing a live show in London, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Dan is someone who took a somewhat atypical route to get there. There was some journalism school, but it was a man who was writing for the patch in various counties and cities. Uh, covering the Hollywood patch and the Garden <laughs> City patch in Long Island. That's two. Uh, you're also, by the Rockland County Times and the Journal News. By Coastal. By sure, Coastal, sure, I like that. Sure. Greg was the brick-by-brick brick guy, and, and I, but he also had a foray where he just went to Hollywood to try to learn the Hollywood business, so he's been in and out of things. Wes, of all people, was a freaking mailman. There was no schooling to do mm -hmm. what he did. Very he just, literally, he was a postal He was worker. a freaking mailman. Like, I did a thing where I went and like, got obsessed with it in college, went to work for Baseball Weekly, and moved like 
eight miles away from my college to live in a bizarre apartment because I didn't have a car across from Baseball Weekly and then realized I don't like baseball. But then I got out of the whole industry for 15 years, then came back into it. So it's like there's so many different ways to do this. But how we got there last night, the one thing that I, thought I felt great honor about was that our lives have changed a ton during this. We've gone through so much, and all the time we get the question, like, how did you guys get here? What is it you do? And I think for me, heed the call, is there are these inflection points, these moments in your life where you either make the choice to do the uncomfortable thing, where you take a chance. Maybe it's when you're, uh, you're 15 years old, and it's like, I either like, tell this girl I like her or I don't. If you're 15 years old and you're sitting in your room and you're scared to call her, call her up. If you are applying for a job and you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to take the safe job because I don't really want to leave the thing I'm doing right now. I want to just continue along this boring career path that doesn't help me at all. Ditch it. Change. If you're in a relationship that doesn't work, change. Make change. Heed the call to me as you just find that thing in your life. You know what it is if you're listening. There's this thing you're avoiding doing. Go do it. And I never want to forget what the message that Wes sent to us with the way he lived, what he did. And I thought last night it came through so loud and clear. And it really, you can see the effect that Wes had on everyone in that audience. Oh, and yeah. that's really all I have to say. No, that was well said, Mr. Sessler. Um, we, sp we spoke about Wes, all three of us. There was a gentleman in the crowd during the Q&A portion that was wearing a Cincinnati Bengals jersey, number one with Wes on the back. And he was a Cardinals fan, but it was his love of, uh, of Chris and what he meant to the show meant to us. That sh shined through, and then and I think we'll post it um, on social, but uh, the video that, that we played um, as part of the show, uh, that was really special. So, yes, uh, Wes is with us still to this day, and, and that message really does resonate. Yeah, that was really well said, I did Mark. notice that Jessica left during what I was saying. So that, <laughs> what is that? It didn't resonate with everyone. <laughs> I, um, I got a comment on, on uh, the pictures I put on Instagram today about the Wes uh, tribute and saying like I felt bad for you guys up there but I'm really glad that you shared it and felt bad. I, I responded and I was like well don't feel bad no. that, that is a moment where we felt or that, that uh, speaking for myself I think it's true for you guys I felt Wes closer to me than than I than I ever do these days like that that was where we felt him as close as possible and to see all these people and, and for us to be involved celebrating him is a is a joy like the, it's it's it has sadness to it but it's a total joy so don't don't feel bad for us like that is a great thing to be able to feel close to him david shopland was there taking photos for us last yeah. night and he got an incredible shot of the three of you guys standing on the stage holding your mics and wes mm -hmm. above you on the projector screen holding his mic and it was like He's watching nice. over you and podcasting with you, and it was like it gave me chills. I saw that, and I, I agree with what you just and said. One thing, and this is more on a personal note, and just the timing of how everything went down with with Chris. He got sick, and then eventually we lost him in the middle of COVID, and so we didn't really get to be with him and around him when he was sick. Didn't even get to see him in the hospital. There was no funeral service or anything like that. So that was that was just on top of everything else um, for him to just be gone the way he was. Uh, was difficult. So a moment like yesterday, yeah, it felt like he was with us, and that—that's cool. That's cool. All right, Mark, good job there. Um, I don't know how we transition, but we will uh, with the Greg Rosenthal injury minute presented by Acrisure, a premium decomposition agent for luxury crematoriums. That's just a guess. <laughs> That's right. Uh, on the Injury Minute this week, the Daltonisance is 
here. Andy Dalton's starting. They didn't announce that, but Jameis Winston's doubtful. So yeah, in practice, we're getting. yeah, he's he's doubtful. He's listening. And uh, as it was reminded to me uh, today, uh, Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins played against each other in London before as members of Washington and uh, Cincinnati. And I think it was like a 35 to 35 overtime tie where they had 742 yards. So so Jameis is uh, probably missing the game. Andrus Pete, their uh, tackle is out, our guard. Marcus May, their safety is out. And Michael Thomas is out. So they are quite banged up. Uh, Christian McCaffrey looks like he's Genuinely questionable. Maybe oh, on the geez. maybe on the wrong side of questionable. What for are we doing here? Dalvin Cook will play. Uh, Hunter Renfro, who started his career with a concussion, looks like he's going to miss his second straight game with a concussion. Uh, Kadarius Tony and uh, Wandale Robinson don't appear any close to being back. Your guys for the Lions, Dan Amon Ra, St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift are out. Although oh. uh, I'm moving off my lock. Uh, okay. Do you want to move off with me? Or do you want to stay where you no, are? No, I, I do want to move off, but I don't, I'm not prepared to announce where I'm going with that Nor yet. am I, okay. but we must make an actual Twitter announcement before All right, well, let's confab verbally before we make that announcement. I, I think that makes sense, and that was the end of the minute. Uh, yet I can see them winning this. I think they're going to win this game anyways, and Dan Campbell's going to have like a great thing of like, we were down this guy. We were down five starters, and we found a way to win. It'll be ugly, and they'll find a way. Why are we going to the game with 42 injuries, by the way? Uh, well, there's injuries everywhere, as, All right, as Greg just illustrated. I mean, wait, the, wait, the headline oh, wait, to that minute was... just lost another starting left tackle. <laughs> Harry Witherspoon just ended up on... The Vikings on, uh, seem relatively healthy, but the Saints are, are quite banged I did up, not yes. like the way the... I don't like the Lions defense at this stage, really, although there have been some bright spots. Um, Jeff Akuda has taken that leap. Hutchinson, you know, well, he had one good half in terms of stats. But anyway, I don't trust the defense yet, and I didn't like what I saw from the offense last week, so I got to move off that pick. All right, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Hero of the Week prediction as we bring this thing in for a landing. And, uh, again, we'll be back Sunday night flagship show. If you are, um, if you are in London, come see us. Tomorrow at the Riverbank. Is that what it is? River Edge. It's by the eye. The <laughs> South Bank. Thank you. It, we don't, it doesn't even. It's just a region. It's just. A, Wait, we're just describing the, land at this point. Did you say the River Hedge? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> the River Hedge. Those are just two words. The hedges by the river. <laughs> so they're trimmed back nicely. All right. Your hero of the week prediction, Greg. Uh, I'm gonna stick with my lock and and sink oh, it wait, all wait, up. Wait, wait, before we do that, let's go over last week's predictions. Oh, uh, Greg, I'm sorry. This is part of what we do. You had Tom <laughs> Brady, uh, some type of prediction of greatness from Tom. Then he find a way, and he did not find a way. If he would have completed that pass, he almost and tied the game, uh, the two point conversion, and then won, you would have had it, but you didn't. So you lose. Mark Sessler, you had. Mark, you had jump in any time. I'm attempting to recall. I don't even remember oh, last night at this point. But Marka Drake London. Oh, he scored. I remember London. this. He, he had about 49 yards or something like that. A touchdown. Oh, 49 he scored yards. Wow. A critical he had more than 49 yards. He had the last score of the game, which Nailed came it. with 35 seconds left in the third quarter, that put the Falcons ahead. Nailed it. So basically, the game-winning touchdown. What so are I think you? Is he, uh, you know, giving you hundred dollars now too? Well, that's heroic. Like, that's heroic. You're, that you're on the, the payroll. <laughs> you're on the payroll. Wait, wait, time out. That's I, raise, I have to raise something on this one. Quarter L. Patterson had like a hundred and something, sixty total yards uh-huh. and a touchdown. Drake London wasn't even the. If he MVP scored the, if team. he scored the final touchdown, 
that said, he had fewer yards, I think, last week. What are we asking a football player two. to do? I mean, he scored the final yeah, touchdown, the go-ahead touchdown. And you're, to you. you're coming out here with the logic, that doesn't matter? Considering you're going to make the case for your... I don't uh, have to make a case. Matt Rule, I spoke of Matt Rule <laughs> with great respect and integrity and said, see him as a human. And guess what happened? Not only did the Panthers get their first win, the Panthers team gave Matt Rule the game ball which was showing to okay, them, okay. Uh, showing from them to Matt that we know you've been going through a lot. We respect you. We're going to fight f hard for you. That's a dumb, that's a big no, old I get it, mark. but I d just want to point out, as you were saying that last week, you were like, this isn't even about him winning or losing. Just respect him as right, a Right, total gray area. So waiting for like, I'm waiting for Bridget to chime in here so and tell you how, like, that how handsome you are on top of it. literally gave him the game ball to show they respected him. I'll give it to him. you. That's a good argument. All right. Now it's time, Greg. Your Hero of the Week prediction. Okay. Week like four. I said, I'm uh, <laughs> staying on the Titans train. They were my lock. And I've appreciated the, the maturation of Ryan Tannehill over the years. And this year, I think Weren't the Steelers your lock? Okay, I totally forgot about that. They were uh, a little bit rough shape. But he also said, you did also say that I, the Oh, Titans yeah. Are. You know what? I put the Rainmaker on the Titans to cover the three That's and a half. Was, so yeah. That's where I'm getting confused. I, I think if you watch Ryan Tannehill play after play, you can understand he's now a quarterback that makes the people around him better. And that even though things aren't great around him, I think he is doing like a really credible job. He is like in that top 12 quarterback range. Incredible or credible? Credible. Okay. <laughs> Not incredible. <laughs> but like, Just people I think he's like above the Kirk Cousins line. Like, I think he's like. Very solid. He's now developed into a guy who I think makes people better around him. And I think is credible the root game. word of incredible? Why would is that in, what it is? Also, why would in Wait, hyper, let me ask John. John's hyper really credible. smart. John, credible and incredible, are they connected? He was educated at Drexel, I believe. <laughs> I went to LaSalle. That's a different school. Um, Big five, What is though, the question? Right? Is credible uh, the same is, word as incredible? Is, is uh, credible the uh, root word of incredible? I would imagine it's the root word but but gonzo why would different. in if you add if the root is credible which means we you you have validation we believe in you and you add in like you add in to the beginning of it so it's like sane insane so credible incredible i just want to say that i flew all the way from los angeles <laughs> and i came to see you guys and this is what you have me on the pod for <laughs> I have no idea what this conversation is about. Uh, we're wrapping up. That that's my gift to you. We're almost done. I did enjoy though the the West tribute. So oh, nicely good. done by you. Let's get loose right after. John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who's married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who is a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. All right. That's why Gonzo and I get along. We're both Pisces, you know. Uh -huh. West mm. too. Like Me too. Like two, be two magnets though. You might you know. Reject each other. Absolutely, that happens. Well, I don't as think well. that's happening. Graver and I and and uh, Gonzo and Wes, just well, uh, the Pisces yes. gang. All right, here we go. Mark, your turn. Uh, I'm gonna go, Zach Wilson. You're always on the Jets in one way or the other. What this is a positive thing. I know, but it's interesting. You're always plugged in on the Jets. Is it because of me? I do care what? about you, but I also think that the Zach Wilson <laughs> journey, it has this variance where it's gonna get really, really dark and lead the Jets and the Jets fan base to a really dark place. Or, after all this hullabaloo, he comes onto the field and performs, not just credibly. Incredibly? Maybe so. Oh, I, I mean, what? Is you're he going to bring the IN? You're a top <laughs> two pick in the draft. At some point, you've got to stop toying around with your mom's friends. Put on some football equipment and start doing you football things. You don't have things. to stop that. You can keep doing that. You do that when you're actually performing stuff, yeah. on the field, though. Otherwise, it's sort of a sad story. Am I wrong? But, I mean, even for Jets fans, what would the think about where you're going to be come Sunday night if he goes out there and he 
totally lays an egg. Versus he goes out and plays really admirably, and you're thinking, you know what? This whole thing might finally work. Right. He's definitely hit the weight room. Looks beefy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't want to. It's almost like I'm so nervous about the possibility of 4 and 13 right now that I don't want to think about it. But this will be, hel- it will be very helpful to the offense and an offensive line that's been dealing with injuries to have a mobile quarterback. It's got the playmakers. Let's see what happens. I like it. You got me back. I'm optimistic. I will go with the aforementioned Andy Dalton. This is it. This is his last chance. Oh, I should have done that. I know. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I even let you go first because I wanted you to have sure. the, the chance. You let you set the table. That then, was that was it. He comes to London and he's the hero. But then again, let's remember the history of this podcast that I am the Dalton defender. Like you're Johnny Come Lately uh, in the Dalton world. Accurate. Um, I have always liked Andy Dalton, and he's in London. And he's taking over for Jameis Winston, who has a back injury and has not been playing very well. And he, like Zach Wilson, has some pieces around him that he could run this offense. He did some things with Dallas when Dak went down a couple years ago. I really think this is his chance to take this job and run with it. And it starts with absolutely lighting up the Vikings on Sunday. What a story. At the hot toddy. I would love that to me is a the perfect big London the big story. Top. Andy Dalton comes in and saves the banged-up Saints. It is a little bit of a bummer because last time we watched the game at the Hot Toddy, or two years ago, we saw Jameis Winston throw six interceptions. We don't get that this time. But how about Dalton throws six touchdowns? That would just be credible. Right. That would be incredible. We, we started the show also not happening. with some questions about uh, the Dolphins' uh, medical staff. Well, Jameis Winston broke four bones in his back, then played the next two games. There's no new injury, and now he can't practice he in his back. So uh, I don't know what happened there. I find that suspicious. Um, all right, there you go. That's the Friday Fun Show. We will now. You know, we're gonna have a couple. We're gonna have a couple pops. Yeah. We're gonna get some dinner with Johnny. Uh, Mark, where are you going now? Are you hanging out with us or are you leaving? No, I'm hanging out with you guys. You are. I don't understand Did the... Did something fall through? What's the true story? I. It is only 6.30 p.m. or at this point or something. I can do anything I want to do. But I will be spending time I've with you. I've got some information. Oh, um, you do? Let's yeah. talk after. Jessica, are you hanging out with us tonight? <laughs> do not. Are you hanging out I with do. us tonight? It's unfortunate, nice, but I do. If Jessica's there, of course. <laughs> Good point. All right. Um, people yes. are asking, Dan, will the uh, live show last night be uploaded as a podcast? Uh, we might upload elements of it on the gram and other social platforms, but at this time we weren't planning on it. But we're gonna listen. We're gonna see. Right yeah. We're gonna see if we're gonna see if there's something we can put into the show. We'll we'll see. And again, thank you TBD. to everybody who came out last night. That was one of the more special nights in the history of around the NFL, and you made it happen. Till Sunday, heat the car. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.